Monday is the worst day. Monday is the best day. Good morning, encouragers. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Encourage Her podcast. We are continuing our series called You Can Do Hard Things. Because that's the truth. Through Christ, who strengthens us, we can do hard things. We've been hearing real-life stories from real-life women who are going through hard things and yet choose to encourage her. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Kendra. We talked for so long about grief that I had to make it into two podcasts. So if you're new here, welcome. Go back and re-listen to the last few sessions so you can hear the stories of women going through hard things. Hope you enjoy today. And as you listen, I ask that you think of a woman who could benefit from this podcast. Then turn around and encourage her. Get out there today and be a woman who encourages her. Show up again next Monday and hear from another woman. Have a fantastic Monday. Get out there and crush some goals. Clearly God was there for you throughout your story before you even knew what was coming he was there he was willing and ready um he held you through what must have been i can't even imagine how hard that was um just picturing you with three little ones and although you have god you do you just feel alone in different ways so god is so good and he knows that he be gonna, we're going to go through hard things in this world so he designed us for community on purpose. And he designed people to be in our life. So we're outside of God. Were there people in your life that were there for you through this hard time? And what did that look like? Like, how did they encourage you? I have some amazing people in, in my community and in my life. First and foremost, my family, like I said, I have two brothers and um, my parents have always been my biggest fans. And so they were incredible. Um, I have an incredible group of friends. I always have to be one thing you all will learn about me or know about me is I'm, I'm very transparent. I cannot, I will not say something that doesn't like that isn't true. And so I had an incredible group of friends who stepped up and who like, they just knew me well enough. And they sat with me and they called me every day and asked me how I was doing and gave me a place to cry and prayed for me with when I when we weren't together, prayed for me when we were together, brought my family meals, took my kids to do really great stuff, like just to play mm-hmm. them be kids and not be the kids who had just lost their dad or their ki- the kids whose dad was battling cancer, but just yeah. to be regular kids. Um, they showed up at, you know, sports games for my kids when I couldn't be there because we were at a chemo treatment or whatever. So, so incredible friends that stepped up in major ways. I will say, and I've learned this as each one of my clients, that grief also makes people do really weird things and behave in really weird ways. And um, out of respect for different people in my life, I won't go too much into detail about that. But there were certainly really close friends who didn't quite know um, how to be there for me in my grief. And they were even Christians. And that... Um, was really painful for me because they just were not there when I needed them the most. Um, There were some family members from my husband's side who also didn't know how to deal with their grief. And so I, that, that depth of loneliness, I felt like not only had I lost my husband, but I had lost 
people that I was really close to. And that was very painful. And it's interesting as it, that's not a pleasant part to talk about. And it's actually been, um, you know, it's something that, that is surprising. Um, but it's been really interesting through my, through my grief coaching and counseling that every single client I've worked with has struggled with the same thing that grief really brings out um, interesting parts of people and who knows what their triggers are, but people that you thought would always be there for you don't always turn out to be the ones who are there for you. And people that you didn't anticipate being there for you end up showing up in a way that you never expected. And then there's certain people that you knew would be there for you that are still there. So it's just a, this really interesting journey as we, um, as you go through grief and the community that is around you, but I'm um, so very grateful for those who were so such faithful friends to me and showed up in such real and practical ways for my children and I. Mm, I'm so glad you had people because it's so challenging mm -hmm. and you almost don't know what you need, right? Some practical things like, okay, it'd be helpful if someone brought a meal, right? That's a practical quick, but you don't really know what you need. So when people just come and just do you know, almost without asking, we're going to take your kids. It's like, oh, thank you. Because I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, and I hope somebody hears that today that when you're going through grief, and maybe you can speak to this too, you do, um, you, know, you speak to a lot of people going through this, but I can remember after my, losing my mom, it's, I don't remember what anyone said. There's no right word or there's no right phrase. You know, it just, I just remember their presence. And that to me, I will never forget, just like you're saying, I will never forget who just showed up and I, they didn't say something magical to make me feel better. You know, they couldn't change the circumstance, but just their presence in my life in that time, just holding space for me. And that might have looked like literally sitting on the couch silently together, right? Like just show up for people. You don't have to have the right words. It's not about that. It's about just being in their life and helping them in some way, however you feel led and comfortable. You, you, you said it perfectly. I mean, that is the number one question I get from people who have someone in their life who has lost somebody. What am I, what can I do? And you, you, it, the most powerful things for me were the same thing that was powerful for you is that it wasn't exactly, I do remember strange things people said that were, Mm -hmm. But what people did say, I don't remember. It was their presence. It was, I'm just going to be here with you. I'm just going to be here with you. And I think that is such a beautiful picture, honestly, of who Jesus is. He's just like, I'm just going to be with you in life. That's what he said. Has said that's what his example was all the time. I'm just going to walk with people through life. And that has been the model for me in, um, in both my, my coaching and my counseling business is that my passion and my goal is to just to be with people right where they're at. When they're angry, you sit and listen and just affirm their feelings. When they're sad, you just sit and cry. When they're, when they're questioning, let people ask questions. When they're hurting, just pray. So just pray continually for them. And I think that just being with people right where they're at and saying those words, I know there is nothing I can say to make this better, but I do want you to know that I'm here for you. 
Yeah. That's the most powerful thing you can do. And as I've shared that with other people, I get messages back from people all over the world. Thank you for sharing that. My friend said to me, thank you for just showing up and being with me. Like, and you think that's right. we're, we're, we're a society of doers, right? We want to do to feel important. We want to do to help people. And like you said, there's a time and a place for that. Take the kids, do carpool, bring meals, do that stuff. But there's also a space for just being with people where we don't have to do anything and being is the most powerful thing that we can actually do. I agree with you. And we are, we are a society of doers and we're also a society that doesn't like to be uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> and it's not comfortable if we're honest when, when someone loses someone, especially when it's sudden um, to go and sit with them, it's uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but it's important. And to put ourself aside you know, and just sit, even if it's uncomfortable, imagine how they're feeling, their level of discomfort, you know, and what they're going through. If you can just get outside yourself, you know, for that person, just to sit in that moment, um, it is, it is something that they will never forget. And it can be life-changing for them. Absolutely. One of the biggest things I work with my clients on, and we talk about all the time is we have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And that means conversations with family in, in just this daily situations in conversations with our kids in, in just learning that it's okay to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. And it's actually there where the healing begins to play, take place. You know, a big part of grief to your point is that typically once we have our initial grief, then we want to run from it. And so we get busy or we distract or we do all sorts of things so we don't have to keep feeling this pain. And the most powerful thing we can do is one, sit in our pain and allow it to wash over us and not control us anymore. And part of that involves being comfortable in the uncomfortable because having your this pain be a part of your exist existence is so stinking uncomfortable that we just want to like, mm -hmm. run from it and do anything but feel that and the reality is that's where the most powerful things happen and we're got right agree. where they're at right where we're at that's right that's right that's right i was with um friends who had lost their mother suddenly and there was a couple people there just that's exactly what we were doing we were just almost sitting in silence in their family room. And it was definitely uncomfortable, especially for me, just because it was triggering for me. Because um, it was, you know, same situation, loss of a mother suddenly. But someone in the room said, you know, the, the, the girls were thanking us for being there. And someone said, listen, w all we're doing is just being. We don't know how to do. There's nothing we can do to fix. We're just mm. being. And I thought that's so powerful because that's really, we're just here. We're just here to be, <laughs> we're just here to be with you, you know, and that's all we can do is just be with you. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget that because I thought it was such an uncomfortable moment. And he just said it so clearly. We're just here to be, we're just here to be with you. And that's it. You know, we're happy to be here. Um, so powerful, such good stuff. So, you know, we talked about God and his presence in your life. And I've loved what you said. And I, I really do feel that's going to speak to someone that he never left you. He never will forsake you. Um, he told you that from the beginning outside of those words that you mentioned and people who were pivotal in your life, were there was, was there a certain scripture or just words in general, maybe phrases? Was there something that you like clung to in the way of words during that season or even in the aftermath as you were, 
still processing your grief? Absolutely. I mean, there are these three verses that are my go-tos and they, I call them my life verses. And of course, one of them is Deuteronomy 31, six, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them for the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So that has gone with me as I go to, you know, I had like, had to go to the breast center, you know, since my husband has passed away and I was waiting to see on a biopsy of that. And I remember repeating that over and over and over again. Right. So it carries Mm -hmm. us with that. The second one that I always go to is John Tintin. The thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come to give you life and give it abundantly. And I really believe this. And for those of us who have gone through grief, like we need to be reminded that God is about giving us an abundant life. We're not just surviving after grief. We're not just making it through. We're not just figuring out like how to find some sort of little joy that God has um, come to give us abundant life. And that's even after we've lost this loved one in our life. And that's been Mm -hmm. pivotal to me to rebuilding my life, that if I really cling, believe in that God is who he says he is, then he wants me to have this abundant life, not a life that is stuck in just living in the pain and agony of grief. And so it takes work because I always teach my clients, like we're not ever going to get through grief. It's not about getting through. It's about learning how to live with and learning how to live in a new way. And that, that, when we look at it like that, then we're like, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to have an abundant life because that's what God wants for us. And so there's Uh freedom in that. So that was the second one. And then my other life verse is Psalm 4610. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And the reason why this is so powerful to me is that when I became a single mom um, and a widow, it was about doing for everybody else. My entire world had fallen apart and my heart was broken, but I had through three babies who lost their dad. And I had to have conversations with them like, Mommy, they were at the age where they'd be like, Mommy, whenever we're sick, you make us a a smoothie. Can't you just make daddy a smoothie to make him feel better? Like, I had to wake up my kids when their dad had died and tell them that he had died. I had to sit on the couch and tell them that he's not going to get better. I teach my kids how to drive. And I had to send them off to college and move them into college without their dad. And there will always be these huge life transitions without their dad that are painful. I mean, that's just life lost somebody. And so I continue to be, I was raised, I'm just a very, I'm a strong person. I'm a positive person. And so I can be a doer and that can, as as we all know, if we know our strengths, we also know our weakness, our greatest strengths can be our weaknesses. Um, And has taught Mm -hmm. me, Hey Kendra, you don't have to do and make it better for everybody. You don't always have to turn every situation into this positive thing on your own. You just need to be still and know that I am God and know that I've got you. And as I've gotten older and I've learned how to stop doing and be more, just as we were talking about, and really lean into that verse of be still and know that I am God. My my whole Uh heart has changed. My outlook has changed. And there's been this peace, again, that God has given me that has been has transformed my life. So those are my three most powerful. Mm. Thank you for that. I think that spoke to many women. (laughs) I think many, many women 
are a Martha, you know, from the Bible. We are good. We are good at being busy. And you couldn't be more right. Being still is all we are actually asked to do to be with him. That's the most important thing. Wow. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. The last thing, I feel like you and I could talk forever. Grief is just my jam. And I feel that there's so much. We all go through grief. So whether it's a loss of a husband, a mother in my case, um, a child, you know, an unborn baby, um, we all have grief over something. So it's something we can all relate to. And we may not have experienced deep heartache, as you and I know what that word means now, heartache, your chest hurts. Um, You may not have experienced that in your life, but you grieve over things. Um, So I just thought it was such a good time for you to come on because I do think even with COVID, people are grieving the loss of even what could have been, you know, and that's grief. Um, I know it looks different than the loss of a husband, but I think it's so powerful to have these conversations that are uncomfortable sometimes. We don't like to sit in that. We'd much rather be happy and joyful, but it's real life and there's joy on the other side of it, but you do have to go through it. So I just so appreciate your time. And I thought we could end with just one question. Um, The women that are listening, they may not have your exact story, but they may be in that moment you were in right now in your closet where you don't know the future. Maybe they feel God holding them. Maybe they don't know God. Um, maybe they're somewhere along the journey of still believing in that miracle. These women listening could be anywhere along the path of your story. Um, maybe they're suffering a loss. What would be your biggest piece of advice? And I know you have much advice to give, but what would be your biggest piece of advice to a woman who is dealing with grief? Oh my goodness. Like you said, there's so many things I want to say, but the one of the most profound things that I think I've experienced and learned is that, again, our culture teaches us, especially as women, that, okay, we might go through a hard time, but we need to kind of clean it up and then let's be happy again for ourselves and for other people. And one things that I think is the most powerful that I want you to rest in today is that your grief, whatever it is. And Joe, I love that you brought up. It doesn't have to be the loss of a person. It can be the loss of a dream, a loss of a relationship, a loss of your finances, a loss of being able to travel or see people that you love. Whatever your loss is, it can be loss of a job. Your finances totally change. I mean, I work with people all over the world with all sorts of different loss, not just loss of a human life, but also different things. And first and foremost, your grief is real, whatever it is, it's causing you pain and therefore it's valid. That's number one. And number two, that grief and joy can exist at the same time that we serve a God who allows our hearts to experience both. And you don't have to clean up your grief, figure it all out, go to enough counseling, heal, quote, heal from it, or quote, like this world says, get through it before you can experience joy again. My -hmm. encouragement to you is that even in the midst of where you're at right now, whatever it is that you're facing, that when we turn to God, he will give us joy in the little moments of the day, that he will give us joy even while we are experiencing grief because both of them can exist together. And I really believe, and I've talked about this many times and been asked to speak about this, that our culture does not want us to be able, doesn't want to teach us that we can have both at the same time. 
because that doesn't fit that picture of that Pinterest perfect picture. It doesn't fit how the world is supposed to work with having it all together. And I want to encourage you when you're going through grief, just allow it to be what it is to recognize that your grief is real and to know that God will show you and let you experience joy, even in the midst of it. If we can, one, try to work on our gratitude. There's a whole bunch of things that help us to get there. And I won't go into that, but there is the ability to have grief and joy all at the same time exist together. And I think that that is so freeing and encouraging because working through our grief is a process and it does not happen overnight. Our culture also likes to teach us that it's this very linear six or eight step program. And now I'm in phase Mm -hmm. two of grief. And if you've ever grief, you know, that's not true. So, Uh -uh. so do we have to wait till we've gone through all these steps to find joy again? And the answer is no, even in the midst of your deep pain, there is joy We just have to look for it. And that's what's so powerful. And that to me is encouraging as we go through this process that will be on for our life. Mm, I love that you said that. I wish I had heard that along my grief journey because I remember having guilt about feeling happy after the loss of my mom. And I I know that's a real thing. You feel guilty about moving on. You feel guilty about, and this is specifically for losing someone, but even, you know, you can feel that in grief. You can feel the confusion between the joy and the pain. It's confusing to have both emotions. And it really is only of God that we can have true joy. And I remember the very first time I belly laughed after losing my mom. And I remember thinking, whoa, I don't remember the last time I genuinely belly laughed and it showed me I'm, I'm further along in my healing I'm further along I have I have that joy again that laughter and that's okay you know but had I heard someone affirm that to me that would have been so powerful so thank you for saying that and I'm with you on that grief I feel like it is often depicted just like you're saying that it is just a quick do 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 xyz and you'll feel better and it's a lifer it's a journey for life yes Right. And it hits me out of the blue sometimes. And other times I'm in it for a week. Other times I'm, I mean, I'm always grieving. I'm never going to stop grieving this loss for me, from of my mother, um, because we had, you know, we create dreams, right? We create our own futures in our minds and they're not God's plans. Maybe some of them might be, but some of them aren't. Some of them are just our dreams. So it's really hard. And it's really important that we have these conversations and open ourselves up to talking to people about it because it's very healing to have these conversations and to realize that you're not alone in it. Yeah. So thank you so much. And I know you have so much, um, so many resources and so much to share. So women who are listening to this, who just think I need to talk more about this. I need to talk to Kendra. (laughs) Um, as I'm feeling now, I feel like Kendra, you and I need to have a few sessions. Um, (laughs) I, I want them to know that, they can reach out to you. I know you're on Instagram and you've got um, a web page. Am I right? Yes. I'll get you that. Okay. Yeah. So all of the information to contact Kendra and to reach out to her um, 
and you can use, even just follow her on Instagram for inspiration. She, as she said, she's strong and she's positive, but she's also very real, which is one of the reasons I thought of her for this series. Cause she has had, she has hard things and she's had hard things and she still chooses joy and she still pursues her faith and um, just encourage you all to reach out to her. So you can look for her information in the notes. And once again, Kendra, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy lady and you my sister are an encourager. Thank you so much. I have absolutely loved talking to you. I can't wait to chat um, even some more, but um, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. What you're doing is changing lives and it is an absolute honor and privilege to be a part of it. Oh, I hope that's true. Let's keep going, right? Let's keep encouraging. (laughs) All right, girl. Well, thank you so much again. Have a fantastic night and I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. It was fun being together. I hope you feel encouraged. I'll see you next week. Get out there and be an encourager.